This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 45 of the Animaniacast. Knock, knock. Who's there? The Queen. The Queen who? The Queen of England! It's not a very funny knock-knock joke. And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. Here we explore the series episode by episode, revisiting all the cultural references and gags, and in the end, we give each episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. You know if Mr. Magoo is in jail in Mexico? <laughs> what? And joining, me, uh, joining us across the country, of course, is Kelly. Hi. What the heck is Mr. Magoo in Mexico? It's in the he episode. Was Oh, I, did you not watch the episode? Oh, wait, that's right. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to that joke. That's right. That was at the very end with Slappy, I remember now. She asked him that question. <laughs> Which, yeah, once you get into those Mexican jails, folks, you never get out. Yeah. Unless that, you're El Chapo, and then you get out all the time. That's another thing. That's true. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so, Mr. Magoo, uh, we hope you get released soon. I don't know if he's still in jail or not. But. Oh, my goodness, man. <laughs> Okay, so today we are discussing episode 45 of Animaniacs, and that features the, the segments Mary Tyler Dot Song, Windsor Hassle, and Justice, or I should say, and, and Justice for Slappy. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you guys think, in a, in a few words, what would you say about this episode? Nathan? Um, it was an episode, uh, come back. Shaney was the, uh, variable verse. That is something you just said. And what about you, Kelly? It just sparked an interesting discussion of the British Royal family. Yeah, that's true. Before we spent we, half an hour on we that. Spent, yeah, before recording folks. And technically I recorded, so maybe one of these days I'll put it out as a bonus episode. Yeah, or email it to, email us and we'll send you a little exclusive there. Oh, oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we can start a Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. yeah, there we go. Yeah, for, yeah. For all us, for all the times when we before we record and we're having debates about when did they get divorced? When's going on? What's, What's going? One nine? Was it ninety two or ninety six? I gotta watch on? this. Okay. <laughs> yes, all this donate to our Patreon. It can be all yours. Not in existence. <laughs> um. So anyway, so. Today we got uh, we got some uh, nice segments to go through, and uh, Nathan, before we do, mm-hmm. tell us, when did this episode first premiere? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, Friday, November 19th, 1993. That's when the episode premiered. It was when uh, the Caracows uh, voted to remain part of the Dutch Antilles, <laughs> which reminds me of Wedge Antilles. <laughs> I was about to say, in relation to Wedge. I would assume. And then, of course, for movies, uh, the Adams Family Values was uh, came out that day, so oh. that's exciting. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 there we go. Okay, there. I can't snap loudly enough. Yeah, <laughs> that was a pretty good snap, Nathan. Though it was, it was impressive. Oh, okay, I uh, wasn't prepared. That too, was, so. by the way, the the best Adams Family movie Values movie. Yeah, much Adams Family <laughs> Values movie this is the best. Um, anyway, Christopher Lloyd is just hilarious in that one. But anyway, it's a bomb. <laughs> 
Okay, well, let's go ahead and get right into this. Nathan already mentioned that uh, the variable verse was comeback Shaney, which it, I don't know had what... nothing to do with this uh, yeah. episode, really. It had because it, it, it to me it, it uh, felt well, you should have had something British, yeah, and, like how Urbane perhaps would have felt better because then you also have the justice could be like Urbane, I guess, That's true, too, or something, you know, something. I didn't see Shaney how that had yeah. anything to do with. Well, anyway, well, we start off with a very popular song. It's the Mary Tyler Dot song. Mm. Who can turn the stove on with her smile? Who can take a bubble bath and suddenly fill it with crocodiles? Cause it's you, Dot, and you should know it. Put nitro on a bridge, go ahead and blow it. And the Mary Tyler Dot song, of course, is a parody of the Mary Tyler Moore theme. And uh, it's a cute song. I It gets stuck in my head from time to time. Um, and I was never... I, I think when I originally saw this episode, I had no idea what they were referencing at all with Mary Tyler Moore. Because I never watched the show. I think I watched the Dick Van Dyke show. Um, which, by the way, we were all excited because Dick Van Dyke is coming to Phoenix Comic Con. And <laughs> so Nathan and I were discussing whether or not... I should get in, you know, try to get an autograph with Dick Van Dyke or something or a picture with Dick Van Dyke or something. But anyway, that was my really only exposure to Mary Tyler Moore. Um, Nathan, you never watched the Mary Tyler Moore no, show. No, I've seen right? the opening credits. Yeah, throw you your see, hat in the air and then freeze. And Yeah, no frigid air's land. It mm-hmm. just freezes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what a frigid air was until I was just like, you mean refrigerator? <laughs> And uh Kelly, did you ever watch the show at all uh, through the No, years? but I I had seen the opening before. So yeah. I sort of sort of made the connection. Yeah. Hey, here's a here's another connection to previous Animaniacs episodes. Ed Asner mm. was in the Mary Tyler Moore show, and of course, Ed Asner has voiced people on the Animaniacs and been mentioned a few times. So I don't know. The writers have an affinity for Mary Tyler Moore and Ed Asner and stuff like that, I suppose. And uh, Dick Van Dyke, the Dick Van Dyke show. That's that's such a funny show. Um, my wife and I were, you know, it was on Netflix, I think, and. We decided to just sit back and watch um, a few episodes. And 
that show really holds up. Mary Tyler Moore is just so young and beautiful in those episodes too. It's just like, wow. <laughs> hmm. So yeah. So I know when Mary Tyler Moore passed away, um, I posted a, uh, an image, uh, from, I think it might've been from the, the Twitter, uh, account Animaniacs quotes. I think I put up a picture of, uh, from the Mary Tyler dot song. And uh, a lot of people appreciated that when, uh, after Mary Tyler Moore had passed away, because mm. that was a lot of people's <laughs> exposure to Mary Tyler Moore was actually through this, uh, episode. Yeah. So, overall, what do you think of the, what, the, what do you guys think of the song? Uh, it, was, it made absolutely no sense. Yeah. It was just, it seemed <laughs> like they were just like randomly saying words at times. <laughs> They're just like mad libbing well, a song. The thing that, that, that confused me as a kid was name another crooner other than what was it what was the song Bing. yeah Bing. name another crooner other like, than bing so bing crosby that is, so it does have like another but on the picture was elvis uh, yeah elvis and eating a burrito like, i'm like what is going on <laughs> in this and uh, and bing i always just think of uh the search engine so yeah yeah you don't know who bing crosby is yeah no it's like <laughs> and a, yeah so the whole crooner bing crosby the crooner uh, or singer, you know, but yeah. uh, it's it, it just kind of random kind it of was, stuff. Each verse was just a random like, what? It, this <laughs> is a funny set of words. Well, it, it is but, a zany song in yeah. particular, and I like, you know, it's good animation and everything. Yeah. In it. So it's just weird hearing Dot also singing about herself. Yeah, I'm like, why is Dot singing to Dot? In the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 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 interesting things about it, but. It, 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 I think it doesn't really tie to the rest of the episode, but still, I like the song. Mm -hmm. I heard it a lot more on the CD, but that's just me. So let's go ahead and get right into the first major segment, though, and that is Windsor Hassle. <laughs> Windsor Hassle was written by Lisa Malone, Kate Donahue, and Paul Rugg, and it was directed by Alfred Gimeno. Gimeno, whatever, and John McClenahan, <laughs> and Jeff Sergi. So I'm listing out some names that I've not seen before on our little list of uh, writers and directors right there. So hmm. a few new people. Uh, well, uh, Kelly, tell us. We were, we were having a lot of royal you know, talk before the episode, <laughs> and you are talking how you're obsessed with this kind of royalty stuff, and we all remember... Back with your with our discussions about Russian royalty and your mm -hmm. and your things about that, but uh, yeah. tell us what happens in, in the next three hours. Please tell us what happens <laughs> in Windsor Castle. Okay, Windsor Castle is suffering from a recent fire, and it actually did catch on fire um, in 1992, which is the year before this episode aired. And Queen Elizabeth, you know, famously gave a speech because she she doesn't give a whole lot of speeches, um, you know, unless they're like formal occasions. But she kind of was addressing things that were going on in her family and called it her horrible year in Latin. And I, I listened to like three different websites and tried to pronounce it, but it's like annus horribilis or something <laughs> to that effect. But I heard it pronounced at least three or four different ways. Um, but that was kind of a result of the, the fire and two of her kids were going through splits and, and you know starting divorce proceedings which is why when they're um, painting it, well the plot of the, the segment is she wants to have a banquet 
and needs to fix up the banquet room. So she's got her kids and their spouses and her mom um, and husband trying to work on fixing up the banquet room. And um, it's Prince Charles and Princess Diana, and they're sticking their tongues out at each other. And Prince Andrew and his wife, Sarah, and they're calling each other names. And they're all going through splits. And um, Prince Edward and Princess Anne, who's you know, bemoaning the fact she'll never be queen because she's, you know, a girl, so it falls down the male line. Mm. And um, then there's Prince Philip, who is the queen's husband, and then the queen mom, who, is it me, or is she an awful lot like the lady Fratelli in the Goonies? Yes, yeah. exactly. Or throw mama from the throw train. Throw mama from the mama train. Mm-hmm. Owen! She, she, she sounds just like her. So. Yeah. I think no, that was I, intentional. I that, yeah, okay, I was, I was thinking it must be, but, um, so, I want some tea. I don't want to do this poop anymore! I want some tea! <laughs> that's, that's all she kept saying throughout the episode. So, uh, then the Animaniacs show up, and they offer their decorative services. Well, Dot does, as Princess Angelina Contessa Luisa Francesca Banana Man, Banana Fan of Obesca the Third. Mm-hmm. So, um... But then she just puts in a dinette set, and the queen goes crazy and, and doesn't like it. Um, so, and she keeps using the royal we, and or Elizabeth <laughs> keep keeps saying, using it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth keeps using the royal we, and then um, they keep saying she needs therapy, and you know, kind of accusing her of having multiple personality disorder, and um, it's just you know their usual hijinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at the end of it, they decide to basically raise money through by making Windsor Castle a cafeteria, right? Yeah, they, Queen's yes. Cuisine. They end up make making the banquet hall like just as it was or whatever, and then yeah, they fundraised through cafeterias. And Elvis was in li- Elvis was in the line of that too. Yeah, by the way, so. yeah. and and the granny from Looney Tunes, I believe. <laughs> so I don't know. They had some cameos in that little. Uh, cafeteria line right there so hmm. uh yeah there were some cultural references of you know we already uh, went through you know the the royal folks but uh we of course we have prince charles and princess diana uh right at the beginning making you know, as kelly's saying making those faces at each other mm-hmm. and they got divorced in 1996 um but we were you know we were kelly and i were talking before we really started recording talking about how i I always knew that those two were having trouble. Well, I knew they were, you know, you know, they were married and everything. And it was I knew like, they were married. I knew they were married, and it, <laughs> but I knew it wasn't such a fairy tale kind of thing. I, I, hmm. And I know they were in an episode of Tiny Toons as well. They showed like Buster and Babs went to England, I believe, and ran into Princess uh, Diana and Prince Charles, and they looked so happy in that. And I remember as a kid going, I thought. I don't think they're happy. Like I keep hearing like they're not happy. But uh, Kelly, you said you never came up with that when you were a kid. No, I mean, but but I was a little girl and obsessed with princesses, and you know, I I thought she was so beautiful and elegant and wore nice clothes. So, I mean, I I wasn't. I, you know, a lot, a lot of people could tell going back in hindsight. You know, their body language and, and photos, and mm. you know how. Diana never looked happy and, and things like that. But, you know, as a kid looking at, at their marriage from the outside, I, I never realized there were issues. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's because my mom was like 
would come home from work and would watch me. I, I seem to remember my mom. My mom was obsessed with uh, Princess Diana and Prince Charles as well. And uh, maybe because uh, her parents got divorced, you know, late, like after their 40th wedding anniversary, oh, wow. uh, that my mom was kind of obsessed with kind of like uh, the relationships of, of these these folks and whether they were going it was going all right or not. And hmm. so I, I, w- I remember hearing from my mom, like, Oh, they're, they're having trouble or something like that. I don't know. But huh. this was like the pre internet, pre TMZ kind of thing. So I don't know, but obviously the writers knew they were having trouble. <laughs> Otherwise they wouldn't mm-hmm. have made them make faces at yeah, each they other. Do raspberries at each other. <laughs> and we have Prince Edward who I had no idea who prince edward was i still don't know who prince edward is he's the son of the of the queen one of the sons <laughs> he's he's the one that doesn't get much press yeah he's he's he gets a lot of a uh, funny stuff in this one though he gets a a few lines he gets yeah. more lines in this than he does in real life i think <laughs> he gets talking about how uh he doesn't like to paint or whatever mm-hmm. and then later he talks about uh being papa gino or something in the magic flute Mummy, look at me! I'm Papa Gunner in the magic flute! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, he's, and he ballets and yeah. dances that way. So the magic flute is a Mozart opera. I looked that up and, and hmm. yeah, so there you go. Um, we have a, we have a Princess Anne, and then of course it goes to Prince Andrew and Sarah Ferguson. Uh, who separated in 1992. So again, they're having trouble in this time, then also divorced in 1996. So it took them quite a quite a long time to actually get divorced. And leading out the pack, as we mentioned, were Prince Philip, or uh, that's Queen Elizabeth's husband, and the Queen Mum. So the Queen Mum actually lived until yeah. she was 101 years old. Really? Yep. Are you sure? So, yeah, very sure. I uh, just looked it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, and I remember, I remember when she passed. Yeah, that was a big thing. I mean, that she was always the. I, I seem to always remember Queen Elizabeth having at least the. The media always kind of frames Queen Elizabeth as being very stuck up and everything, but Queen Mom always looked like the friendliest grandmother in the world. You know, <laughs> hmm. she always looked so friendly. In this cartoon, however, she did not look so friendly. <laughs> no. She keeps saying, I want some tea. <laughs> and it's you're right. She she does sound a lot like uh, the actress from Goonies and mm. Throw Mama from the Train and Scrooged was another one she mm. was in, right? Um, especially with the, I'm tired of this poop because yeah. that is something that she would say in uh, Throw Mama from the Train, yep. like, you clumsy poop. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked that up. I said, who does the voice? And I looked in the credits, and it was voiced by a guy named Mark Slaughter, who is actually a hair metal band guy. Oh, wow. And he, yeah, he he was, uh, I, I, I've heard of the band. I've listened to some of their music, but the band Slaughter was headed by Mark Slaughter right there. And huh. yeah, I looked up his some of his songs. I guess he wrote uh, a few songs from like one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and stuff like that. Um, yeah, he has a whole like Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mark Slaughter, there you go. He's But he's a voice actor. He's done some stuff on Batman Beyond and he's done some stuff for Animaniacs like the Queen Mum. So there huh. you go. Very, oh. uh-huh. I actually just did a Google search for Jess Harnell and uh, Slaughter, uh-huh. and they're interviewing Mark Slaughter on um, uh, Shut Up and Rock On, 
and um, he started to do voiceover work, and he said, I met a talented voiceover artist named Jess Harnell. Jess is a great guy. He said, hey, what about this? And um, so he did it as a result of being friends with Jess Harnell. Oh, there, well, there you go. Well, Jess Harnell Which, has his I, group, right? His, yeah, he's a, right. in a metal well, group kind of thing, right? That's why I looked it up, because I was like, oh, there's, there's a connection there. So. Well, Jess Harnell is uh, totally, uh, gosh, oh, Rock Sugar. That's the group. There's people listening to us right now going, Rock Sugar, Rock Sugar. There are more. <laughs> I, I dare say, when we were at Phoenix Comic Con, and I was looking in the, the Jess Harnell panel, mm-hmm. like half of them were Animaniacs fans. And half of them were Rock Sugar fans. Rock Sugar is such a cool uh, hair metal yeah. uh, cover cover group. <laughs> it's like- uh, and Jess Arnell just goes right into it. It's it's awesome. So that makes total sense. Thanks, Kelly, for looking it up. Because I, yeah, I wonder and, if they were connected. And they asked him, do you have any favorite things you've done? Because I did some stuff that was independent, but it never saw the light of day. Um uh, but I, it was the kind of thing that never went as far. Probably Queen Mom was one of the better ones on Animaniacs. That oh. was good. But for the most part, I did some stuff on Rocket Power, and these were mainly on additional characters and not main characters. It was a blast, and I loved doing it. Yeah, fun. So neat. Yeah. So yeah, the Queen Mom was definitely the <laughs> some of the funniest stuff in this. Uh, yeah, agreed. In, in this cartoon right here, and she's uh, she gets wrapped up like a mummy. I want some tea. Oh, not now, Mummy. That's not a mummy. Now that's a mummy. Um, and really, I guess the only other quick reference, I suppose, was when they were talking to her, because she kept mentioning the royal we, mm-hmm. and they kept saying, okay, Sybil, who else Sybil, is in there? Yeah. You know, who am I speaking to now? And Sybil was, uh, it was a, TV miniseries, I believe, with Sally Field. So here it is. Yes, Sybil is a 1976 two-part, three-and-a-quarter-hour American television miniseries starring Sally Field. So there you go. She's an American treasure. Multiple, yeah, multiple personalities. What do you guys think? What are some of your favorite moments in this one of Windsor Hassel? I liked the John Cleese narrator character yes he was fun and i like and and it was honestly it was one of those times where i was like if i didn't know any better i would know i would think that's just john cleese right yeah it sounded really good for the next three hours we'll examine this restoration we'll find out how it was done we'll explore all right fine we'll just see a silly little cartoon about the whole thing Wretched, snotty little children. And now, the cartoon. And of course, he was voiced once again by... Jeff Bennett. Jeff Bennett, who did... uh, The prince in this episode. (laughs) He did the prince's voice also? Prince Edwards. Oh, okay. But he did the the voice of the... Who's the candy guy? Um, The candy man. No, you're talking... Remember way back in episode... Flaxseed. Flaxseed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was another time where I was like, oh, is that John Cleese? And nope, it was him. <laughs> so if I haven't known any better, I thought that's John Cleese doing the thing. It's very, <laughs> starts very Monty Python-ish. Um, he looks very, almost identical to uh, John Cleese in Monty Python as a narrator. Uh, in fact, they, then they do the whole, and now the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And they play the Monty Python's uh, theme right there. Uh, Kelly, any, any things that stood out for you? Some... Uh, 
Yeah, I I thought it was funny when she said we are not amused. Mm-hmm. Um, that was sort of a an insider reference. Um, it, it's it's a quote famously attributed to Queen Victoria, and um, there's sort of a running gag in the Doctor Who episode Tooth and Claw when Rose tries to get Queen Victoria to say we are not amused, <laughs> and so she's trying to do it the whole episode because um, it's considered you know this this quote, but it, there's no historical you know, proof that she ever said that. It's just one of those things. I guess, I guess it's an early pre-internet version of a meme that, (laughs) you know, somebody just kind of stuck it with her and then continued down through history that that's what Queen Victoria said. So can't escape it. (laughs) Cool. And Nathan, uh, let's see, anything else that you thought? Um, I liked when the mom came back, the queen mom at the very end and, Gets an anvil dropped on her yeah, head. Yeah, that was kind of like, random. That was after commercial yeah, break, Yeah, it comes I think, back for commercial break, just like almost as if you're going to start the whole segment over again. <laughs> well, the next three hours. <laughs> yeah, that was probably one of my things that got me, that made me laugh was mm-hmm. the next three hours and just the callback at the end with, how did this happen? <laughs> how did they make this? What were the franchise rights in the <laughs> yes. next three hours? Yeah, uh, I particularly like that. It was, overall, I thought it was a, a cute cartoon. Not, I guess, not one of the standout ones, perhaps. Yeah, it's not very quotable. There's not a lot of quotable lines in mm, it. Yeah, it would have been nice if they sang a song or something, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. But it was it, it was nice to see caricatures of people of the royal family and uh, uh, just to kind of take a look back at uh, those folks because they were important back in the day. All right, Sybil, who am I speaking to now? We insist that you stop this. You people are crazy. Look who's talking. All right, well, before we move on to our next segment, let's go ahead and do a quick commercial for Tee Public and the Animaniacast store over there. And, of course, you can hit up our Tee Public store by going to teepublic.animaniacast.com, and you'll see a ton of different designs that are Star Wars related, Animaniacs related, Looney Tunes, uh, Freakazoid, Pinky and the Brain, Tiny Tunes. Gosh, it's just a bunch of different kind of designs that we just kind of thought are kind of cool. T Public basically has a rich assortment of mashup designs from artists throughout the world. And uh, let's go ahead and figure out which designs we picked out for this week. So. Nathan, why don't you go first? Because I'm looking right at you. Yeah, I, I got it. So um, <laughs> I pick Tiny Rick Adventures, which uh, is a is an homage to uh, the Rick and Morty TV show and a mashup to Tiny Toon Adventures. So it's just Tiny Rick inside going, yeah, like rock and roll symbols. And <laughs> yeah, it's done by uh, Wolf Kersmer. Cruise mark. <laughs> oh, very nicely pronounced. Yep, that's how he pronounces it. <laughs> and Kelly, what about you? What design do you have for us? I have another teacup t-shirt design um, based on the Mad Tea Party ride at Walt Disney World and, and other parks. It's, it's actually, I think, um, most if not all the Disney theme parks across the world. But um, this one's called Teacups T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And it's a design by Dreamers Design Co. C-O. And it's, it's kind of simple. It's got the um, four teacups uh, in various colors on it um, with some of the designs that are actually based on um, the ride. It, it, it looks more like um, looking at the, the floral designs. I think it's more based on the Disneyland 
teacup ride rather than Disney World because that has the swirls. I'm um, just saying because I'm obsessed. I so because um, I actually know that like I can look at a picture and know exactly you know spark it's from. So I I think it's really pretty. It comes in lots of colors and I ordered it in blue. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, and as for me, I am recommending the brain uh, colon le petit concurrent. I believe mm. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it's basically uh, the brain on top of the world, and it uh, it basically looks like the little prince, the story of the little prince, the cover where the the little prince is on top of his little planet, and except it's uh, it's the Earth. brain yeah. right there on top of Earth, and I don't know French or anything like that, but it looks totally cute, and it, underneath it says, oh, I believe it says in French. It's time to take over the world, uh, I believe. So it's super cute. Available, like all these designs, what I like is that you can get them not only in tons of different colors. So if you don't like the default color, you can Mm -hmm. always change it to whatever you want to. But there's all these different things you can get it. You can get the shirts. Different styles of shirts and then different everything else. Yeah, mugs and phone Mm -hmm. cases and stickers, which are only a a couple bucks. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, the, this uh, particular one is by Ideas con Patatas. So, pa- potatoes with ideas. Potatoes, potatoes. Ideas yeah. with pata- potatoes. Ah. Uh, I don't know. You say potatoes, <laughs> I say patatas. <laughs> so, go ahead and once again, you can see all those designs and more by going over to tpublic.animaniacast.com. And thank you again to T Public for your support. Okay, well, let's go ahead and go over to our next segment and the last big segment of today's episode, which is And Justice for Slappy. And And Justice for Slappy was written by John P. McCann and it was directed by Rusty Mills and John McClanahan. And Nathan, what particularly happens in And Justice for Slappy? Uh, cue Law and Order theme song. Slappy is on trial for putting Walter Wolf into uh, peril, I guess. He's all hurt and everything. So we hear from Walter how it happened. We hear from Skippy how it happened. And we hear from Slappy how it happened. And uh, the whole jury is all wolves. The judge is a wolf. The trial is not going to be a fair trial. And Slappy is not doing a good job at defending herself either. Because at the end, she just admits to punishing and torturing Walter Wolf. And she, however, gets off with not guilty because she threatens the jury with dynamite. <laughs> the end. And she still blows him up at the end. Yeah, and she blows him, She blows <laughs> up the jury. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, the actual story was Walter T. Wolf is basically coming with a catapult. And he's going to do this whole elaborate thing with throwing bees into her house. And right. then she runs out and then gets hit, t- gets caught by a rope. And then he's going to hit her with a catapult. And then that's... But but, but she, it all backfires on him. Right. So. so basically, she just turned it around on him. And then added dynamite. And, and added dynamite to pull him up to little, <laughs> pe- little bitty pieces or whatever yeah. she says. So, yes, yeah, she was, uh, for the record, she was uh, accused with assault with intent 
with intention to squash, mm. I believe. So <laughs> when it comes to uh, references to other stuff, uh, well, first of all, right away, they're bringing up Urkel once again. Yeah. This is an outrage! I can't believe they're giving this Urkel kid a Golden Wombat Award. He's never even done a spit take. And of course, we all know uh, the Animaniacs' impression for Urkel is... Got cheese? You got, you got any cheese? <laughs> got any? It was a horrible Terrible. impression from like the second or third episode. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> got any cheese? Um, and the, the judge is called, uh, I think, Judge Lupine. So that uh, Lupine has to deal with uh, Canis Lupus or having hmm. to deal with Wolf. So I thought that was mm. kind of a cute name for him. Very uh, clever. Uh, and really the main thing is that this has some connections to some previous, uh, Looney Tunes cartoons. Mm. Uh, and I checked two of them out today. One of them is called the trial of Mr. Wolf. And that's like from 1942, I believe here. And in that one, he, it's basically a wolf is put up on the witness stand and he's there to, talk about what happened with him in Red Riding Hood. And he portrays Red Riding Hood as a very evil, uh, you know, girl that was hitting him and, mm. and then putting him into uh, grandmother's house who was really a furrier and there to like <laughs> kill the wolf. And um, the, the, in that particular cartoon, the wolf is, has a jury of his peers and they truly are a jury of his own peers. I mean, they look exactly like the wolf, in fact. <laughs> um, but the in that case, the jury does not believe um, the wolf at really? all at the end. They just go, hmm, we don't believe you. And he says, if I, that's not the truth, may I, be, may I be hit by a streetcar? And he gets hit by a streetcar. Wow. And that's how that cartoon ends. And the other one was uh, called The Turntail Wolf. And in that particular cartoon... Uh, a little wolf goes to, I believe, his uncle, I want to say, who's the big bad wolf. And he said, we learned about you in school today and all the horrible things you did. Mm. And they show he shows the book, The Three Little Pigs. And, of course, the wolf goes, no, 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 that's not what happened at all. Let me tell you the real story. And he goes on to tell him about how, of course, everybody was out to get him. And in both of those versions, both of those cartoons, they're wearing that sort of... Um, it's called the Lord Fauntleroy outfit or something like that. Or kind of Fauntleroy. Yeah, I think that's actually the correct pronunciation. Yeah, even. Well, so, so they might be giants. They. Oh, when did they say have it? They might um, be giants. Fibber, Fibber Island or something. Oh, something like one of those. Okay, cool. F is for fun. F is for fun. It's um, oh okay. A kids album. Yep. There you go. Obviously. Hey, I, you know what? <laughs> And and just for the record, I always tell kids in my school, like, they're like, who's your favorite band? I say, They Might Be Giants. And they're like, who is that? Like, I guarantee you, you've heard a They Might Be Giants song. And then like, what? It's like, okay, have you ever heard Mickey Mouse Clubhouse? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, you know, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah. And do you know the hot dog song? And they're like, hot oh, dog, hot dog, hot of course dog. I know the hot dog <laughs> song. I'm like, that's They Might Be Giants. And then they're like... You listen to that? <laughs> like, no, it's not. Never mind. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but really, I, that's kind of it. I think for references, they mentioned Mr. Magoo. They did, which I totally, which obviously, did not take you didn't note write down of it. Even, but yeah. Mr. Magoo is a character. He's a cartoon. He's character. a cartoon character, and he can't see well. Yes. So there you go. He well, found himself in Mexico. We somehow. watched. <laughs> yeah, we watched a lot of Mr. Magoo. They used to show him on a. Uh, 
a cartoon. There used to be a show called Wienerville, I think, on uh, hmm. Nickelodeon. Remember that show, Nathan, where the guy would be like his head would yeah. be through the hole and his hands would mm-hmm. move. Yeah, he can move his like little... a puppet. Mm-hmm. And they would show lots of Mr. Magoo cartoons on Nickelodeon at the time. And um, I... <laughs> it was pretty funny ish. Hi, Aunt Slappy. Answer this question to the best of your knowledge. Do you know if Mr. Magoo is in jail in Mexico? Yes. Oh, that's too bad. I always wondered what happened to him. No further questions here. But that's it for references. But what do you guys think? Any cute moments in this particular, uh, you know, cartoon? Um, I'm just hoping that she gets convicted for threatening a jury. <laughs> I don't think so. This, <laughs> this would be another trial. Those wolves were out to get her, you know. The, they shouldn't. Yeah. But well, and it I, was a little like, <laughs> it did feel sorry for the wolves, though, at the right? end. Yeah. And uh, it kind of reminded me of that Simpsons episode where uh, Mr. Burns hits Bart with a car and they have a whole trial and Bart's telling him how Mr. Burns is purposely trying to get him. And then Mr. Burns says Bart was purposely trying to hit him with a skateboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, the whole yeah. the whole variations of the but, story. Yeah. Which, by the way, I was surprised that in that original 1942 cartoon, mm-hmm. I was expecting to be... You know, back and forth between this is what the wolf said and this yeah. is what Little Red Riding Hood said, and I don't think there was. I think it's just what the wolf says. I mean, yeah. It. To be fair, I, to be honest, folks, I kind of skipped through like some of it. Like, yeah, I get the idea here, but yeah. it, it's basically seven minutes of the wolf just telling his side of the story and not showing the Little Red's version. But hmm. so that was different. What Kelly? What about you? Anything that you liked about this uh, slappy cartoon? I I thought Skippy was really cute in it, and mm. when he was given his testimony, he was just so sweet and innocent, and, you know, you just knew the wolves had to believe him. Yeah. <laughs> they I, were all asleep, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I did like the part where, like, he just, like, he just, you know, when when Skippy has his version of what Walter mm-hmm. looks like, he's like a devil wolf, you know? And when Walter has his version slappy looks like the devil, the devil yeah and i love the i like how slappy looked i like their green mm-hmm. eyes those green eyes are so green uh they they're like glowing and you don't even see the pupils uh until until like a closer yeah, up shows up yeah. uh and she has a devil tail and walter wolf you miserable do-gooder good morning slappy i brought you yummy cakes that will snap you out of your foul mood look at your feet What's the meaning of this, my old friend and associate? I'm gonna get you, Walter. You know why? For no good reason at all. That was cool. And just mm-hmm. how her house was like smoking and looked like this evil, like castle, Tree. castle yeah. gray skull of a house or something with mm-hmm. smoke coming out of it. Mordor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Some cute stuff there. Um, overall, it, it was. It, it was cute. It wasn't the, the one of the best slappy cartoons, yeah, I suppose. I but think, it's cute. Know, Bumby's mom's better, but oh yeah. Well, really, <laughs> you don't say. No, but it's hard to top that one. But yeah, it was cute. It wasn't one of the best, but it was uh, certainly not one of the worst. I think. No. Yeah. So, well, if we have nothing else to say about those ones, let's head on straight to the most important morality that we ever have. Yes. On the wheel of morality. <laughs> It's that time again. To chew a bad time? To waste our lives? No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. And today's moral makes me laugh every time I think about it, because it's so ridiculous, is possums have pouches like kangaroos. 
And then Yakko's just... Yakko just looks and just goes, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> why is this immoral? And a lot of times they'll do comments after that, but no comments. None yeah. of them say anything about it. Yeah, they just go, yipe. <laughs> so, um... And it, they did have some cute comments. Like, I think Wacko had another uh, one of patting out the show or something mm-hmm, like something. that. Uh, which, again, this is, you know, I, the writers have, have, you know, admitted that this is the sole purpose of Wheel yeah. Morality. They're Other like, than a quick gag is to say, here's... We, we still we have a minute and 30 <laughs> seconds left. Yeah, we got to pad this out. Uh, I don't know. That, not, the one, not one of the best Wheel of Moralities, but any thoughts on that one, guys, before we move on? It was uh, pretty no. good. <laughs> no yeah <laughs> they do by the way hey uh i saw have you ever seen a possum in real life nathan no i bet kelly has right why because i'm in the south yeah <laughs> are you stereotyping maybe a little <laughs> um I, I i've seen armadillos i've never road. seen an armadillo um but i yeah, yeah, I probably have. Like, I, I've I've seen I've seen a lot of roadkill. <laughs> I've seen a possum in real life. An opossum, an o an opossum. Okay, see, I don't. <laughs> and know. I saw it. I saw it over in all places Disneyland, which I didn't know possums lived in. Uh, oh, An Anaheim. I thought they were. I thought they were only in the south. Are you sure it wasn't an ad- audio animatronic? <laughs> pretty, pretty darn sure. I was in line at the Matterhorn, oh, okay. and I, we just looked to the right, and usually they have like these, you know, feral cats that, that live in Disneyland mm-hmm. that take care of the mice and stuff. But I look to my right, and there's a white possum just kind of walking through the bushes, right next to people waiting in line, and people kind of freaked out when they <laughs> see this huge rat-like creature um and uh but yes it's true they have uh pouches i should wow. have i should have yelled out it's okay everybody they have pouches like kangaroos <laughs> so next time don't, you see that don't possum, be worried don't be worried folks they're just like kangaroos except they look like rats giant mm. mean rats Ugh. um well it's of unusual size <laughs> yes <laughs> i don't think they exist <laughs> Well played. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get straight over to our water tower rating. So what do you guys think? Out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give this episode? Kelly, we'll start with you. Ooh, I, I, I think I'll go with three. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there weren't really any good songs. It wasn't really quotable. Um, I, I did like the Windsor, uh, episode or segment, I guess you'd say, but, um, it wasn't, it wasn't as fun as a lot of other ref, you know, episodes when they meet historical figures and famous people and things like that. And, um, there just wasn't a whole lot to, to take from it. And, um, so it it was okay, and then I I I didn't think this the Skippy Slappy segment was terribly funny. It was it had moments, but um, nothing remarkable. So okay, three. Nathan, what about you? Um, I did two and a half water towers. Two and a half. I thought the animation in the first segment was a little weak, and I didn't really enjoy the dots song at the beginning too much. Mm-hmm. The Mary Tyler Moore one and the Slappy one was just average. So okay. just yeah. I'll give it three because uh, I, I I think it was amusing. 
Mm-hmm. Not hilarious, but it wasn't bad. There wasn't moments where I was just like, Ugh, come on. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it had a nice pace to it. And it was overall, it was just a nice, clever one. Uh, so decent Animaniacs yeah. episode, I would say. So there we go. Well, before we get to our Twitter poll results and stuff like that, I think it is time, ladies and gentlemen, for another Catherine Page rundown. No. That's right. Catherine Page. <laughs> Catherine Page was the assistant uh, to Mr. Tom Ruger during Animaniacs Run. And, well, every 15 episodes, we decide to go through and mention all the different gag credits that uh, Catherine Page has. Mm -hmm. uh, Because otherwise, it's just kind of like one little joke and that's it. But what's a lot more fun is mentioning 15 at a time. And then Nathan (laughs) Mm -hmm. gets to uh, just... With his own sound effects and with his magic... Man of a million voices. Yes. Right here, we'll act out (laughs) a symbolic uh, thing (laughs) to to represent each Catherine Page credit. So here we go. Are we ready, Nathan? Getting my mouth right. Okay. Okay, here we go. (laughs) So let's start with number... 41. No, that's not right. 31. Let's start it's again with number... I don't know what these are. 31. Okay. Okay, here we go. First thing start on the head. Start the clock. In episode 31, Catherine Page was a Zamboni driver. Whoa, I see! In episode 32, she was the mayor. Uh, I'm marrying... I'm a mayor. Wait. <laughs> What? There we go, because it's a horse. What? The horse is a I mayor. thought you said mayor. Oh, okay. No, like the mayor, like M-A-Y. Hey, either one. Okay, well, either way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number 33, she was a snake charmer. Uh, right? Yep. Good. Number 34, she was a fire eater. My tongue's on fire. That was the sound of that. Number 35, she was extremely confused. Huh? Number 36, she was the tooth fairy. I'll give you some money. (laughs) Number 30... Oh, she's she's giving out more money. I'm sorry. Number 37, she was an acrobat. Oh, no. The Grayson family. Number... Oh, okay. number thirty. <laughs> that was the next one. Was like, okay, no. <laughs> Wrong number thirty-eight. She was. It's pretty much the same thing, Nathan. Contortionist. All right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Nathan. Oh, how are God. you doing that? Can I get off now? Yeah, you can do that. Okay. Oh, number okay. thirty-nine. She was a matador. <sighs> <laughs> number forty. She was a defensive tackle. All right. <laughs> Football. <laughs> Number 41. <laughs> she was Mrs. Claus. Where is my husband, Santa? <laughs> <laughs> Number 42. She was insincere. Okay, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Number 42. She was insincere laughter. <laughs> Number 43. She was the ferret tamer. And through the loop. Ha ha. Number 44, she's the hall monitor. No running. <laughs> and number 45, 
Today's episode, uh-huh. she's a denture wearer. I, I lost my, my teeth. My, I lost my teeth. Something like that. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Actually, it sounds like you weren't wearing dentures in that well, last one. I wear them, but I lost them. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so very good, Nathan. Very good. Hands to your hand for Nathan there. <laughs> Thanks again to Nathan and his marvelous talents right there. So let's go ahead and get straight over to our Twitter poll results from last week. And we're going to, I don't know, but I hope the, um, our, uh, our announcer is enjoying his vacation because yeah. guess what? We're giving him another week off. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and well. announce, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and announce the uh, winners of uh, last week's poll last week. We asked everybody, which of these Animaniac songs is your favorite? And we had the following three choices. 13% in last place came, was uh, Be Careful What You Eat. In second place was What Are We? But number one with 45% was The Senses Song. So... The rundown goes 13%, be careful what you eat, 42 what are we? And, of course, the winner, 45%, the senses song. So, Kelly, what do you think? Which of those three is your favorite? I picked what are we, and I, I think I think I did that. Um, maybe perhaps more of nostalgia, because I, I really do like the senses song. But it, if I recall, I think it was like the first song on the soundtrack that I had. Mm-hmm. And so I just always listen to that one first because, you know, it was first on the soundtrack. So I, I just liked it. And I I think it was the the one that aired earliest in the, the yes. series. So mm-hmm. it was sort of the, the first catchy one that, that I was drawn to of the three. All right. Nathan, what about you? I voted for the senses because it's the most educational <laughs> of the three. I well, think. it's... <laughs> The first five are educational, I yeah. suppose, <laughs> and then a lot of puns, <laughs> and a but, lot of puns. Yeah, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Kelly. I'm gonna say, "What are we?" Uh, just because um, I mean, it's it's kind of hard. This one actually has three really good songs, yeah, really catchy songs too. And- yeah, um, with some good complex lyrics and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And uh, I'm looking forward, ladies and gentlemen, to seeing it hopefully performed live at Animaniacs Live in Tucson. May 19th. Ooh. There we go. And uh, Nathan won't be there, unfortunately. No. But Nathan, Nathan, <laughs> the reason Nathan's not going to be there, folks, is because he's actually a very good husband. Yeah. <laughs> and so he'll be going up to California to uh, visit his wife, who's uh, who's they're, they're in the process of moving to California. This is, yeah. So this is going to be weird in a, in, a, in a month or so or who knows. This is going to be I'm going to be in Tucson. Nathan's going to be in Los Angeles. Kelly's going to be in Georgia. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. It's going to be better than ever. (laughs) So, yeah, so it'll, but it is going to be May 19th. I will be there. My wife will be there. And I'm bringing a friend from the Wampas Lair over there with us. Oh, fine. uh, Jason Hunt. uh, So uh, he's going to be coming over there. So it'll be good times. Uh Check it out if you're if you're in the Arizona area, May nineteenth. I believe the uh, show starts at seven, and it's going to be Rob Paulson and uh, Randy Rogel. 
Cool. And and you need to wear an Animaniacs tee so that listeners can come and find you if they want to say hello. Absolutely. Hey, and we just got our business cards in the mail today, folks. Mm-hmm. So if you want a souvenir, I'll give you a business card for free. What? That's Ooh. right. Souvenirs. <laughs> I'll even sign the back of it. So. Oh, wow. Now you're getting crazy. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I only charge you 20 bucks. It's okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, free, free. The card's free. Signature is going to cost you. <laughs> Autographs. Hey, I gotta make. I gotta make. Some, these tickets were expensive. Right? So anyway, so anyway, well, before we get to listener feedback, Nathan, mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and tell us what our next poll is? What is our poll for this week? Okay, so we just had a Slappy and Squirrel cartoon, so now we have a Slappy and Squirrel best cartoon round two fight. Thank you. Uh, so we have a choice between I got your can, which. That's when the uh, Slappy tries to recycle in someone else's can and bad things happen. There's Critical Condition, and that has uh, Siskel and Ebert lookalikes. Yeah. And and Justice for Slappy. Which and, yeah. I shouldn't put that at the end because that's confusing to say and and Justice for Slappy. But that's the, the order that it goes, yeah, so we have to do it. So, yeah. So, again, it's I Got Your Can, Critical Condition, and, and Justice for Slappy. Technically, <laughs> I think it goes dot, 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 and Justice yeah. for Slappy. So, okay, so I'll say and... Dot, and dot. justice for yeah. And, yeah, there you go. Very good. So go <laughs> ahead and head over to twitter.com slash animaniacast. You can find that poll or simply search on Twitter for hashtag animaniacast poll and you can make your voice heard. Uh, well, let's go ahead and uh, before we wrap things up, let's go to one quick piece of listener feedback. Nathan, hit us with the listener feedback song. It's a listener feedback song. Here's a listener feedback song. Here we go, Joey. Thank you. Today's email comes to us from Stephen Brandon, and Stephen is a longtime listener. He's been listening to us from the very beginning, and uh, he says, Hey, Joey, Nathan, and Kelly. Hi. <laughs> loved, Hi. <laughs> loved hearing your review on the Animaniacs comic book number one. I recently went back and reread my collection of all 59 issues, plus the one Christmas special. If you plan on doing more podcasts of the comics, which... I think we've gotten some com- like some good commentary yeah. on it. So unless we start hearing some negative comments on it, yeah. we probably will. Unless you hate it. So if you hate it, make sure you, you make comment sure you let too, us know. <laughs> and we'll tell you either okay, we won't do it, or okay, don't listen to episode number <laughs> whatever, so you can avoid yeah. that one. Uh, <laughs> so if you plan on doing more podcasts of the comics, the attached document might help you. It lists all of the titles, artists, and casts. Of each story. And hmm. yeah, he gave us an Excel sheet. Wow. With a whole list of like the stuff. So that's yeah, love really, spreadsheets. Yeah, <laughs> love spreadsheets. Uh, we'll have to make some charts and stuff out of this. Yeah. So. Neil, <laughs> he says, Neil Sternecki is my favorite artist, while George Wildman is a bit sloppy. Oh, sorry, George. Mm. Neil eventually left and Leo Baltic took over his great style. Can you believe they made 14 Minerva Mink stories? They really loved her. <laughs> Hope this helps and keep up the great work, Stephen. And he even gave us a, his phone number, so let's give him a call right now. No, can I'm we kidding. give that out right now? No, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can call Stephen. <laughs> and he says, P.S. Uh, Animaniacs Live in Southern California was great. And yeah, awesome. he was there at the... Uh, at the Southern California one with uh, Tress McNeil and Jess Harnell were in attendance at that show as well. So, yeah, he's bragging with us as well. But, yeah. But well. that's how it happened. So, 
Anyway, thank you very much, Stephen, for that email. And uh, yeah, yes. if you'd like to send us an email, you can send it to animaniacast at retrozap.com. Well, let's go ahead and get straight on over to some contact information. Kelly, where can people go online if they'd like to say hi to you? They can find me at Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S, or email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. And Nathan, what about you? I'm on Twitter, folks. Uh, DjangoFT, that, that is me. <laughs> and, uh, of course, for the Animaniacast, we are on Twitter, we are on Facebook. You can check out a full listing of our previous episodes on iTunes. Just go ahead. You know what? Head on over there. Hit subscribe. And while you're over there, hey, send us a positive review. We love those things. And uh, if uh, you want to send us an email, you can send us an email, which is animaniacast at retrozap.com. And speaking of retrozap.com, you can head on over there for all these cool different articles, different videos, and a bunch of different podcasts, such as the ARGcast, Beltway Banthas, Brews and Blasters, Classic Marvel Star Wars Comics, The Deuce Cast Movie Show, Dune Cast, Kanata's Castle, The Sandcrawler, Skywalking Through Neverland, Starships, Sabres, and Scoundrels, Talking Apes TV, Techno Retro Dads, The Trade Federation, and We Know Nothing, and of course, The Animated Cast. Yay. You can find all that and more <laughs> by heading over to RetroZap.com. Well, folks... That's about it for this episode. So until next week, we're going to be very thankful, I think, for next week's episode. Thanksgiving. It's a Thanksgiving episode. (laughs) (laughs) So we're we're celebrating Thanksgiving early this year. Or very late. Or very late, depending on your point of view, from a certain point of view. (laughs) Um, So get your turkeys ready. And uh, until next week, uh, this is Joey for Nathan and Kelly. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. I still have IT!